This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Is it a good idea to teach our children sex education? What? What the hell is a whipple tickle? I'm Nick. Probably sex education. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still Nick. (laughs) And I'm Roy. And welcome to Season 6, Episode number four, where we scour the internet and other sources to find useless information just for you. Plus, we will answer your questions from our mailbag segment and the headline from news from around the world. An unruly passenger at a Florida airport, where else, has a lot of baggage. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. I have my pom-poms today so that we can do this. That's very uh, woke of you, but go ahead. I did wake up this morning. (laughs) Um, Racing bikes do not have brakes. A track bicycle or a track bike is a bicycle optimized for racing at a velodrome or outdoor track. But they have no brakes? Nope. Unlike road bicycles, the track bike is a fixed gear bicycle. Therefore, it only has a single gear ratio and has either a freewheel, sorry, it has neither a freewheel nor brakes. The tires are narrow and inflate it to high pressure to reduce rolling resistance. So no brakes. No brakes. So that if the guy doesn't know the race is over, he just goes right off the track. It keeps going, yeah. Into the audience. Maybe maybe that's how the the Tour de France started. They just keep going because they couldn't stop. Yesterday, I had the highlight of meeting some guy that won some big golf tournament down here. And I said to him something that was learned on the show, and I'm going to share it again today. Okay. I said to him, you, you've you hit how many golf balls? He says, thousands and thousands. I said, really? He said, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't even know how many thousands I've teed off, you know, at the at driving ranges for, for since I'm a kid. I said, great. You've hit that ball thousands, tens of thousands of times. How many dimples are on the golf ball? Oh, you asked him that. Okay. Yeah. And I said, and if you can't answer it, you have to listen to our show. <laughs> so he is listening today. 350 dimples are on a golf ball. Wow. I bet you he's going to, first he's going to listen to our show, and mm-hmm. then he's going to count the dimples. And his name is Rich. I will not give his last name. No, of course not. No, because he's still counting dimples. He won a big purse. It matched his shoes. (laughs) It's European. (laughs) Speaking of ironing, the official explanation of extreme ironing, it's a sport, and it's according to the Extreme Ironing Bureau. It is the latest danger sport that combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity and the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. Uh, What? I mean... What do they do? They, they're ironing and like... This is what they do. I'm glad you asked. See, you asked the right questions here. You listen. Yeah, last this, is, this I got to hear. Ironing boards are taken to virtually anywhere you can think of. Caves, forests, waterfalls, out on kayaks, and even in New York City. Now, that's dangerous. And mm. while they do these sports, they iron. The sports originated in Britain and has actually gotten a surprising amount of media coverage. Wild ironing. Wild ironing. Yes. Mm-hmm. They put like special sports wrap on their starch bottles. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gentlemen, start your starch bottles. 
That's funny. Nick and I knew a girl in high school. Her name was Ironing Board. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think her, her her second name she had an AK. Uh, what do you call that? An, uh, an AKA? Yeah, AKA. Uh, yeah. She had, a, <laughs> she had an AKA, Flatty Patty. But anyway, <laughs> you should see her now. When pitched uh-huh. in average Major League Baseball, rotates how many times? Before the catcher catches it at the plate. Well, all right. So the baseball, an average, the baseball, I would say, is between ninety and hundred miles per hour. I don't know. I'm going to take a wild guess. Sixty-five. Oh no, no, no! It rotates fifteen times. Oh, okay. Before it reaches the catcher, if the catcher didn't get it and it went into the stands, it would have rotated close to sixty times. So see, I was right. Yes. I watch yeah. a lot of baseball. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, from how... the... Nick, Nick, Nick usually pitches into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, I'm part of the promotions department. I give away souvenirs. <laughs> hey, if, uh, if you're into this, and most of us are, um, outhouse racing. Mm, Mac- love it. Mackinac City, Michigan hosts a series. It's a series of outhouse races every year. The event is billed as, quote, the best case of the runs you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. It was Greg Big G Yoder who first commissioned the event. Greg Big G Yoder. (laughs) Now, here are the rules. They require each racing outhouse to contain a toilet seat and a toilet Mm -hmm. paper dispenser. There can only be two pushers, two pullers, and one rider per outhouse. Two pushers? Two. What are they pushing out? Two pushers, two pullers. (laughs) And one rider, and it's mounted on skis. One of the pushes has to sit inside the outhouse, and all you hear is... <laughs> You've heard of grunting in tennis here in the outhouse race. You go, yeah, I had a, I had a, 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 one of those outhouses put in one of those races. Uh-huh. I, I, I had it uh, all done up real nice, and it had a name for it. It was called Man or. <laughs> Manor. 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 <laughs> sure. Uh, it was a challenging sport, by the way, but you don't want to wipe out. Uh, the races, oh, no. the days, the races brought more than five hundred people to town for the hee hawing and never ending bathroom jokes, of course, and there were prizes. Trophies were given out in the form of toilet seats, and there were oh, gold. Yes. The, there were the prices awarded: gold, silver, and bronze. I'm sure the families were very proud of they their were. children that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My son won a toilet seat. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. He was a pusher, you know. Yeah. <laughs> In New York, when you were a pusher, you went away for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Here you win a trophy. But you got a, a toilet seat. Right. It was made out of stainless steel. Uh-huh. Okay. Maryland. Yeah. Maryland, which is a very small state in the United States if you live in Canada. Maryland has a state sport. Unlike any other in the United States, their state sport is jousting. Okay. Not fencing, but jousting. There's a difference. Yeah, jousting is like with the long one, isn't it? Yes. Okay, I mean, that's that's a dangerous sport. Well, is there an ironing board attached to it? Well, apparently there's hundreds of people in Maryland that do jousting and then the year after that, there's like 50% less, but then they get more recruits. Who the hell is jousting in, in this time of... Uh, that's a medieval thing. It is, and and why wouldn't you just go fencing? I mean, 
Well, fencing is different. I mean, fencing, you can kind of, but jousting? Like, how do they get to the place with their jousting thing? It's got to be 20 feet long. I don't know. Those people in Maryland. Although we do welcome those people who are listening in Maryland. We are in over uh, 60 countries, and the United States is one of them. So those of you who are listening in Maryland, thank you very much. Yes, and I want to say hi to my friends that I met at a show last night. For those of you that don't know, I, I, I entertain. So I did a show uh, last night and had an entire table of Canadians from Toronto. Right on. Hello. <laughs> I, of course, so I am I, in Toronto. Yeah. So, of course, I did Brian Adams for them. Nice. And uh, and what's his name? Buble. Good. Good for <laughs> you. Little CanCon, Canadian content. Thank you very much. Um, if you're going to go uh, traveling this summer, may we recommend, because, you know, we like to do travel here, even though we're in the uh, sports section of a Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, you go to East Dublin, Georgia, the Summer Redneck Games. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Of the many games played, one of them is Mud Pit Belly Flop. Okay, wait a second now. The Summer Redneck Games, is this played... Uh, directly after the uh, outhouse games, <laughs> probably because they they have win a, a toilet seat as well. But go ahead. Well, it's funny you should say that because one of the games that they play is a toilet seat game that's played like horseshoes. Oh no! <laughs> okay, there's also bobbing for pigs' feet. Bobbing for pigs' feet. Right, of course, and a hubcap discus throw. Which beats bobbing for pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's over in the, in uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. I know that could be you know, yeah, bad you scene, go. you know. So the Redneck Summer Games, <laughs> in, oh, really bad in East Dublin, Georgia. So this summer, if you want to go somewhere really nice, check it out. The Redneck Summer Games. Oh yeah, so you got a whole bunch of great sports: outhouse racing, yeah, pig pigs knuckle grabbing. Uh, no, that's different. Going after pigs' tails. <laughs> Yeah. Especially the people in Maryland. And that was what we, we used to say about Nick in high school. <laughs> he was chasing pigs' tails. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm probably No challenged. offense to the girls at Christopher Columbus High School. <laughs> None at all. None taken. You guys love hockey, don't you? Of course. Uh, it yeah. is not, by the way, it's not the national sport of Canada, lacrosse is the official sport of Canada. Yeah, two boring sports. But anyway, <laughs> lacrosse is nothing but hockey with the ice melting. <laughs> right. But did you know, you know that the Stanley Cup is, right? Of course I do, yeah. Okay. And you've seen the Stanley Cup, correct? I have. I visited the Hockey Hall of Fame here in Toronto, so if you want to come up and to Toronto. And it's that very, what, it's three feet high, the yes. Stanley Cup. yes. The original first Stanley Cup that was given for the award mm -hmm. was seven and a half inches high. Just a little cup, at the, which is now the cup at the it top, was, but that was it. Yeah, it was that small cup to, at the top yeah. of the, the actual trophy. But they realized that, you know, they wanted to make this game more and that other sports had these big cups that they would give out, big trophies. And uh, so they, they, they increased the size to three feet. And they kept adding rings to it. Well, after you visited East Dublin, um, Georgia, come up to Toronto and visit yeah. the Hockey Hall of Fame. As your Hockey Hall of Fame. That's right. Right next to the Outhouse Hall of Fame. Right. NickandRoy.com slash birthdays. If you have a, a special loved one that's having a birthday soon, 
send us, uh, go to the page, nickandroy.com slash birthdays, fill out the form, and for a reasonable price, Roy and I will put together totally useless facts. about. It's that, a great gift. That it really, it's just a great gift. It's unique. It, it, people, people remember it. They and share it's inexpensive. it. It's exactly. inexpensive and it, done by two big stars like Nick and I. Right. You're listening <laughs> to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Step right up here. Step right up, folks. Don't be shy. Move it. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy present Games People Play. So we did. You know, if you want to um, go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Or, and then visit the Outhouse Hall of Fame. Instead of buying tickets, you just make a deposit. <laughs> Please deposit here. Where do they go to listen to our show, Nick? They go to nickandroy.com. You can check out all of our library of episodes there, nickandroy.com, or you can go to the iHeartRadio app on the iHeartRadio network because we're on radio on the iHeartRadio talk network. And where, seven, where else are people going to hear this stuff? They're also going to hear it. Well, any, no, I mean, honestly, anywhere, honestly, anywhere Nick, you, we're doing a public service thing. Here. We are. We we anywhere you have you you have podcasts. If you're listening to us, you've downloaded us on your favorite podcast platform. We're educating thousands of useless people every day. That's why we say listen, <laughs> listen, laugh and learn. And you're going to just be, go on our website and look at us. Right. <laughs> and you're going to learn lots. So uh, here's some board games that didn't quite make it uh, to the uh, board game hall of fame. Mr. Bacon's adventure board game. Two thousand nine. Yeah, Mr. Bacon's adventure board game. Two thousand nine. You take Mr. Bacon on a journey through Meatland, okay, where you have to sail across Sausage Sea, past the Wiener Wasteland, go uh-huh. to get safely to the Great Frying Pan. What's the prize if you win? You get porked? <laughs> you get pigtailed. <laughs> you might say every time you play this game, wait, why are we playing this game again? Mr. Bacon's Adventure Board Game. Oh, wow. I like that game. Yeah. yeah. Not a bad thing. It's not. I have a lot about video games today. Okay, cool. And I don't know much about video games, but this was very interesting to me. The video game Sim City, which I have heard of, right? Where you build your own city. Sim City 2000 has a major distinction, and it, it has an entire full exhibit in the New York City Museum of Modern Art. Oh, so they took scenes from the video game, blew them up into art pieces, and you can see them at the New York City Museum of Modern Art. They're considered, I mean, this will just give you an idea how the kids today, we really have a problem. (laughs) Yeah. And then when they get home, they can play another board game that didn't quite make it to the Board Game Hall of Fame. (laughs) Mall Madness from 1989. And, And Electronic Voice tells you where all the sales are in the mall. And then you go there and you buy things. If you run out of money, don't worry. Just go to the bank and get some more. The first person to buy six items and makes it to the parking lot wins. Okay. Like, would, would I be out, out of turn if I was to say, I want to buy six weenies and a sausage? Well, uh, it's funny you should say that because some of the fake stores that are in this uh, Mall Madness board game, Aunt Chovy's Pizza. 
<laughs> Scratchy's Records, Chips <laughs> Computers, Fork It Over Kitchen Store, and Dingaling Phones. Yeah, the old Dingaling phone. <laughs> you want to put that right close to your mouth? No, I'm glad. I'm glad that <laughs> even though this is an awful board game, gives me an opportunity to tell you as you're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. If you have, if your business is a cleverly named business, send us an email and we'll put you on the show. If you go to nickandroy.com, click on contact us, and you send us the name of your unique business name, a really cool business name. And the examples we've used in the past is the Merchant of Tennis. And the furniture store, the shack of sit. So if you have a, a really clever business name, send it to us in an email, nickandroy.com, and we'll be happy to put your, your business name on the show. No charge at all. Free of charge. Okay? Mm-hmm. There you go. So Rockstar. Rockstar Game Company. Yes. Big video game company. Yeah. They they are the people that came out with the game Grand Theft Auto. Great popular game, yeah. Yeah, very, very violent game i've actually played that game yeah it does get you you want to do it but you actually meet like hookers and drug dealers and Mm -hmm. you meet um real thugs and gang members in the street and you can beat them up crash into them run them over i mean it's just something that we used to do on a saturday night in new york but rockstar game company wanted their grand theft auto 5 to be so realistic that they went to california and hired real life gang members to do the background voices of the actual gang members in the game now i don't remember them saying very much other than whoa what's up Uh," you know things like that but (laughs) You know, but then again, I guess that's what a gang member would say, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't exactly go, hello, how are you? And how's yes, the weather? How's the weather? <laughs> what a finely pressed shirt you have. You must have gone to the wild ironing board games. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Hey, here's a board game that from 1960 didn't quite make it to the Hall of Fame of board games. Spin the Bottle. Oh. Now, of course, we all remember Spin the Bottle as kids, right? As teenagers. But this is a board game that lets you play... The same kissing game, but with your whole family. Oh, okay. Where, where, where is this game from? Uh, it, it's, it's, I, don't, well, I don't know where it's from, but it's from 1960. That's the year that it came out. But this is not a Canadian game. No, it's not a Canadian game. So Because okay, you never know. You're pinned in by snow for months no, at a no, time. No, no, no. You might start not, kissing people in your family. No. I don't know. So, yes, <laughs> this is Spin the Bottle from 1960 that did not make the uh, Board Game Hall of Fame. It's just a family game. Spin the bottle. Right. Some mixed up psychopath with a taboo problem. <laughs> Spin the bottle. Uh-huh. Okay, with your family. Yeah. I, I really, that that's disgusting. I like this one. Okay. The video game Batman Arkham City, very big video game, has multiple hidden references to the TV show Lost. Have you ever watched the show Lost? No, I never followed it. No, neither did I, but of course it was a very big show. And inside the game, you'll see all these little hidden things like on billboards and on what should be store signs or references to the show Lost. So I was so lost that I didn't know what they were. Right. Okay, but this is the thing I thought was really cool from the game Batman Arkham City. There is the Joker. We all know the Batman's foe is the Joker, right? Right. He's the bad guy. Guess who voiced his his uh, voice? I would probably guess Jack Nicholson because he was the Joker in one of the movies. 
Mark Hamill from Star Wars. Really? Oh. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's Mark pretty... Hamill is yeah. the voice of the Joker in Batman Arkham City. I love that. That's pretty cool. I would have guessed, yeah. you know, Jack Nicholson. I did guess uh, Jack Nicholson because he was in the, one of the Batman movies, of course. Yeah, he was the Joker in Batman. Here's uh, my final entry of uh, the board game that did not make the Board of Game Hall of Fame from 1967, Feely Mealy. Feely Mealy. Oh, no. And here's the game. You put your hand... Does this have anything to do with the spin the bottle? Uh, well, it could be. Put your hand... It's an advanced spin the bottle. This is what you do. You put your hand in a dark hole... Oh, no. ...and try to figure out what you're feeling. What could possibly... Sounds like high school. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Feely mealy. Here, put your hand in a dark hole and uh, figure out what you're Does feeling. Does the game come with the dark hole? <laughs> no. The dark hole is sold separately. So that was from 1960. 1967. I thought we didn't didn't find out about black holes until the 90s. Well, apparently that's why. Maybe that's why this board game didn't go anywhere. No one knew what a dark hole was. So it's a dark, black, moist hole that you stick your hand in. They didn't say it was moist, but if it is, you're playing a different game. Hey, (laughs) wait a minute. Listen, how about this? What a great segue. Here's our next topic. As you're listening. No. No, you have one more? Oh, yeah. Okay. So hold that thought for a moment because we'll come back to this. So hold on. Okay. Just hold on. Roy, give you a last fact and then we'll go back to the moist dark hole and you'll understand why this is a segue. It's where I like to spend my time. Real Mm -hmm. life has no scenes. It has no scenes. It has no, like when you think of a movie, there's cuts and takes and scene changes. Right. Of course. But real life isn't like that. We go to the next scene. We don't stop. We don't say cut and then the whole life stops. Life is continuous. Right. And so video games never get that feeling because there's always like a stopping point and then you go to the next level or the next scene, right? you know, and so on. Well, somebody in 2018 said, we are going to make a video game that you're going to start and it's going to continue until it ends. So it never changes scenes. It never goes to another level. You start and it keeps going because they wanted it to be more like real life. And the game is called God of War, oh. which is kind of an oxymoron because God would be God of Peace. But right. they called it God of War, I guess, to get that surrealistic type you know, thing. Yeah. But, but anyway, there, it's continuous. One continuous scene from the start to the end of the game. And, of course, if it takes you longer time, you're the one shutting the game off. Yeah, and you lose, right? And I mean, <laughs> yes. some, I mean, and some, they're off. The race is over, and you lose. And you lose. <laughs> For those of you who are Abbott and Costello fans, look it up on the Google machine. You'll find out what we're talking about. So yeah, so I mean, some people when they play Monopoly, it's it seems like it's the game that never ends. But this game was designed. It's pretty cool. So let's go back to what we're referencing to. As you're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy, that made no grammatical sense, but what the heck, you're listening to use this information. What did you expect? Um, right. What a great segue. You're talking about put your hand in a warm, moist? Yeah, put your hand in the old dark hole. That's what you're getting. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. All about sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are lawyers out there and paralegals, this one's for you. The following segment of the Totally Useless Information Podcast may be too sultry mm-hmm. and too sexy. 
for some listeners. Uh-huh. Listener discretion is advised. Everyone, just remind everybody that this is a PG-13. We do not go over the line. However, you listen, laugh, and learn. Roy, what are you going to teach us today in terms of sex? A woman's egg is fertile for up to six days, depending upon her cycle, her menstrual cycle. Okay. So her her actual egg is fertile for six days. Now, that's interesting. But did you know that a male's sperm drifting around in the area can last up to five days and fertilize that female's egg five days from the dirty deed? (laughs) (laughs) So it hangs around for five days. Yep, could fertilize the egg five days later. So he's kind of yep. hanging around. He's hanging around like, you know, like Grand Theft Auto, hanging around. No, not hanging around. He's swimming. Doing he's swim- the oh, that's right, right, the backstroke. Probably yeah. doing the backstroke because he didn't make it there fast enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or just doggy paddling around. <laughs> Different positions. So uh, apparently uh, there are some studies that show, and I'll get to my next fact here. This is going to be this is going to be a great segue. Just Sit down if, if you're not sitting down already, okay? I'm, I am. Okay, I'm thank. All right. So <laughs> they say that in order for uh, for a couple to get pregnant, it's it it's helpful if the woman experiences an orgasm. Okay, it helps yeah, things yes. along. Now, some women, yes, they experience different types of orgasms. Let me tell you about the synesthesia. Getting deep here, Nick. <laughs> deep and dark and moist. <laughs> Synesthesia is when you hear music, but you see shapes. Synesthesia. That's when you hear music, but you see shapes. Or you hear a word or name, and you instantly see a color. Synesthesia is a fancy name for when you experience one of your senses through another. give you another example. You might hear the name Alex and see the color green. Or you might read the word street and you taste citrus fruit. In a recent study, some women during sex see white and green light in the periphery of her vision. Many people experience what is referred to as orgasm synesthesia, a condition which causes people to see colors when they orgasm. Yeah, when I was younger, we we would go out to clubs and things like that. And I had this one girl tell me, she was like, wow, during sex with you, I saw flashing lights. And then we realized we were actually still on the dance floor, <laughs> much to our surprise. It was, <laughs> and to the people surrounding you, saying, what the heck are they doing? There were 572 people in this study, and it was described in a book, Synesthesia, Perspectives from the Cognitive Neuroscience. One Ooh, po- one point that two- sounds official. Synesthesia, perspectives from a cognitive neuroscience. 1.2% of people with synesthesia, a more general condition, in about 4% of the population with a taste can take on a shape and sounds can smell, among other things, and they can see colors when they orgasm. So orgasm synesthesia. It's like when you see a pig's tail, you normally taste, but okay. (laughs) Close enough. Yes. During ovulation, a woman's temperature can increase from a normal 96 or 98 to between 97 and 99. So listen, the sayings are normally true, like the old folks tale sayings. Mm Mm-hmm. When a woman's ovulating, she's hot. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, she's truly hot. <laughs> she's hot. She's hot to trot. 
<laughs> yeah. What are you back to the pig reference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my teaser. What is a Whipple tickle? Ooh, the old Whipple tickle. The G spot was almost called the Whipple tickle after its discoverer, Dr. Beverly Whipple. But Whipple decided to name it after Dr. Ernst Grafenberg, the first <laughs> the first person. Yeah, that sounds like Whipple tickle. Yeah, but, go ahead. <laughs> but because Dr. Ernst Grafenberg was the first person to propose the existence of a uniquely sensitive region the G-spot. So they decided to name it the G-spot after Dr. Ernst Grafenberg because his last name begins with the letter G. G. Yeah. G. And, but rather than say the Grafenberg. But I've heard it called the Grafenberg spot. Have you? I, I originally, when that came out, it was called the Grafenberg spot. And then they just called it the G-spot, I guess, because people couldn't say the word Grafenberg. Right. I don't know. There you go. But it was almost called the Whipple Tickle, so thank goodness for that. Yeah, it's been, don't call it the Whipple Tickle. I thought when you said Whipple Tickle, you were talking about the pig's tail. <laughs> <laughs> back to the pig's tail. Oh, wow. And it all comes back to the bacon. <laughs> okay. In 2011, to, uh, 2011, scientists found that penile cancer, oh. penile cancer, most men that have penile cancer, because if a woman has penile cancer, it's a real problem. It is. <laughs> In 2011, scientists found that penile cancer, get ready, Nick, penile cancer in men is linked to having sex with pigs. No. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> with pigs, horses, and chickens. Now, I was expecting, like, what? No cats or dogs? Okay, but chickens. So we do really have to understand who's having this sex. It's normally like Farmer Joe. <laughs> yes. He's like, no, honey, I'll go get the eggs this morning. And all you hear is... <laughs> <laughs> Just going to ride the horse down there. Yeah. Honey, you get on top of the horse to ride it, not behind it. <laughs> Maybe you had the book want up. Some bacon? Want some bacon? Too? <laughs> yeah, when he went out to get the bacon, he brought home the bacon. Wow. She's like, why are you touching his whipple tickle? <laughs> yeah. He wanted to fertilize the egg of the chicken. That's how dumb Farmer Brown was. Well, wow. well, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you saw the fine print in the, in the information you just gave. When Farmer Brown was asked, because he also had some sheep on his farm, and when he you know, had some relations with the sheep, they asked him if there were any side effects. He said, nah. nah. Listen, this is crazy stuff. Okay, so, I mean, if you have penile cancer, the doctor's going to be like, yeah, you didn't have sex with chickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only, it's the only way you can get this cancer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it has to do with chickens. I love chicken parmesan. I hope that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> me too. Uh, of course, you know, listen, laugh, and learn. But, you know, as we like to say, Roy and I are not doctors. If you are suspecting that you have penile, no. If you're suspecting that your your significant other is having sex with these animals, call the yes. authorities. Um, do you uh, practice gymnophoria? Gymnophoria. Uh, I do. Yeah, twenty minutes a day. No, 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 not that kind of thing. The sense gymnophoria. I pay nineteen dollars for it too a month. <laughs> it's a membership. <laughs> gymnophoria is the sense that someone is mentally undressing you. This is what I worry about when Nick's looking at me here on Zoom. <laughs> or, 
or that a person is viewing you naked even though you're fully clothed. And the funny part is all I have is a shirt on. I have no pants. (laughs) (laughs) We already know that I do the show naked from the waist down. Right. And if you heard or if you go back to the beginning of this show, you'll hear there were chickens clucking and now they're not clucking anymore. Yeah. So go to NickAndRoy.com. You might be surprised at what you see. Did you know that? Now, this was my teaser. Okay. We think that it's a good idea to teach our children sex ed well yeah scientists did a study and they found that when they teach children sex ed they are 75 percent more likely to have underage sex (laughs) because basically they're teaching them the whole mystery come on think about it nick it was a mystery to us we had to talk amongst each other to figure out what the hell was going on if they had told us what to do, we would have been light years ahead. Exactly. So yeah. um, well, it was a good thing we were we lived in the city and not on a farm. We'd have penile cancer by now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to share this story and, and I do it out of the, the, the tremendous love I have for my mother. I mean she's passed on, but uh may she rest in peace. But God bless her. So I was in grade seven, which I was what twelve. In junior high school. and Actually, they... Nick was like 35 in grade 7, <laughs> okay. but go ahead. <laughs> and so they first introduced sex education in school. And so mm-hmm. they sent a letter home, and she wanted to make sure that the information they were giving that was proper, you know, she wanted to make sure. And I'm glad she did. But, but when you're in grade 12 and your right. mother comes to talk to the teacher, uh, it, it was kind of embarrassing. But I'm glad she did. But here's the thing. There was this girl, a really cute girl in front of me. Her name was Tammy. Never forget. And she said, listen, Nick, don't worry. If your mom doesn't let you in on the class, I'll show you everything you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) So Tammy was going to help me with the sex that she was going to show me. Yeah, but show me her. Hold on. Show me her notes. Her notes she that to, she was taking. Oh, oh, she wanted to show you her yeah. notes. I thought she wanted to show you everything. No, 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 not her whipple tickle, but she wanted to show but me her notes. But then again, how do you know that, Nick? You Did you go to the class? I did. No, I, I did. And okay. I learned I learned. I would have said, no way that I'm going to that class because I'm going to see what Tammy's got. <laughs> <laughs> she probably has better stuff than Mr. What's-His-Name. <laughs> Meet you after school, Tammy. <laughs> Got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, when she Can we had... go over that again yeah. and again and again? <laughs> it's, it's a pop quiz. Yeah, <laughs> pop quiz. Pop-up quiz. And that's when pop-up books were born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be hysterical. An X-rated pop-up book. You open <laughs> and a pig's tail comes out. <laughs> It all comes back to the pig. Oh, the pig's tail. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? Come to think of it, Tammy did have pigtails. She did. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Listen, in France in the 1500s, women could charge their husbands with impotence. Hmm. To prove his innocence, he would have to become erect in the courtroom. <laughs> if he failed, if he failed, he could demand a trial by Congress and attempt to have sex with his wife in front of the experts. Yeah, there's no performance anxiety there. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Yeah. Although some people are into that, yeah. you know. So the, maybe the guy had an impotence problem, but he was like, "You mean all these people are going to watch? <laughs> watch this?" <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now apparently, there must have been some many mistrials due to a well-hung jury. 
<laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you joining us on our journey. As we Is listen- anybody listening anymore? Oh, yes, they are. Listen, they're writing stuff. They're feverishly writing down all the notes because you listen, laugh, and learn. And you can go to our website, like many of you have, and thank you, and you click on Contact Us, and you can send us an email. Nick and Roy. Dot com. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? I sound like a girl. What? When you sang that? It's <laughs> a great jingle. Kathy from New London, Connecticut. Okay. I think this is the second person from New London, Connecticut that I read. Went through a lot of emails. Thank you, folks. NickandRoy.com for sending in your emails. Mm -hmm. Again, send them in. You'll get on the show. Make them pithy. Are you you, have a lisp of a sudden? No, I said make them pithy. Oh, pithy. Okay. Yes, pithy, meaning meaning quite funny. Yeah, I know. Or interesting. I know what that means. You know, I thought you'll have like a pithy match. No, no, no. No, I'm not going to have a pithing match with you. (laughs) She says, and I, I love this one. And there's nothing else to say after I read it. She says, thanks. My son has Down syndrome. Okay. And the one show that he loves is your show. He just says he loves it. Oh, wow. Thank you so very much. I think that that is the best email that we've ever gotten. That is very touching and very moving. Thank you so very much. That is so... um, Kathy from New London. Kathy... We, uh, I mean, we have a, a good time. We laugh. We hope you're laughing with us. But uh, when it comes to something like that, when we're able to uh, reach out to someone like that, it is absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. And we are absolutely thrilled. And Kathy, I know it. that you, you, you know, you put that this really heartfelt email to us. But one thing I'd like you to do is get back to us with your son's name so we can say it on the air. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be thrilled again. Uh, my mailbag consists of someone from Catalina. Sorry, Catalina is her name from North Carolina. Catalina from North Carolina. Okay. Oh. Dear Nick and Roy, I've always been a fan of Mardi Gras in New Orleans. My question to you is, are specific colors used in Mardi Gras celebrations? Well, Ooh. thank you, Catalina. It's a good question. And we're just about uh, in Mardi Gras season. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No, I have not. But I know you have been recently, actually. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. A lot of fun. Real seedy and certain, but but a cool type of seedy. It's meant to be that way. Yeah. And just if, if you folks are listening, get a chance. Go to Nashville, New Orleans. They're great places. So we, we've given Sorry. you, no, it's okay. We've given you travel tips. East Dublin, Georgia, Toronto. Nashville and New Orleans Since 1872, Catalina The official colors of Mardi Gras Have been purple Green and gold Purple for justice Green for faith And gold for power During the parades, face masks And coverings are legally required For those who ride on the Mardi Gras floats It has nothing to do with COVID-19 This is just, they've been doing this Since they had parade floats it began I think uh, the master of ceremonies is uh, Dr. Fauci. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so wearing the mask or having uh, the uh, mandatory wearing of masks on the floats 
It, it began as a way to prevent people from revealing their identity during the Mardi Gras season, which allowed people from all different backgrounds and social classes to mingle regardless of status or wealth. And today, of course, the tradition is upheld. And by the way, Mardi Gras is not just a one-day uh, celebration. It's actually carnival season, and it begins on January 6th. Crazy, also man. known as Twelfth Night, and officially ends on Fat Tuesday, which Roy yeah, Knight, Fat Tuesday. Yeah. It's cra- listen, it's crazy. Women women expose themselves for beads, right. and the people are up like a second floor. They're on these these um, porch areas or whatever you want to call them. They're beautiful iron decorated, uh, you know, like, fencing around them. What do they call them? Hold on, they call them uh, Juliet. Uh, Terraces Julia balconies, Julia or Julia, balconies, whatever. Yeah, they're balconies, right? Yeah. And so they throw these beads down. The women lift their shirts up and throw the beads down. Wow. Which to me, I, I tell you, after about fifteen minutes of of staring at it, I needed to stare at it for another fifteen or twenty minutes. Right. Yeah, but exactly. anyway, <laughs> and then they no, were staring. It was, it's really fun. And listen, oysters. The food there is just insanely good. Mm-hmm. That that real Creole food, but oysters. I think my wife and I ate, I, I honestly, all joking aside, I think we ate about eight dozen or 10 dozen oh, oysters wow. in a couple of days. Wow. It's just so freaking good. Not, needless to say, I did not have to go in front of the judge. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God. Don't worry, folks. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> thank God there were no chickens in New Orleans. So go to our website, nickandroy.com, and send us an email. For something completely useless. A Lego brick made in 1960 will fit perfectly with a Lego brick from today. Well, they're all made the same. They have a uniform system. So if you had a Lego brick from 1960 and you are to connect with the Lego brick made today, it will fit perfectly. That was my favorite game. Um, honestly, Legos. Yeah. My mom bought me for Christmas. It came in a red suitcase. Oh, okay. And they were filled with Legos. And I played with that for, I can't even tell you how much I played with. And I used to throw them around so that my mom would step on them and go, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) bugger that you were. There you go. That'll teach you. (laughs) Okay. Speaking about sex. (laughs) Just segue in. Yeah, sure. A pig's tail. No. Okay. Speaking <laughs> about sex, there is a real Spanish fly. Oh. Now you've heard this term Spanish fly. You yes. put in a, somebody's drink and they got sexually excited. Well, there is a real Spanish fly. It's called the blister bug. Okay. Okay. And the excretion that the blister bug makes. So if you get a blister bug, I guess you can continuously get the stuff which is nothing more than like an outhouse contest. (laughs) It's the excretion excretion from the bug. When applied to the penis, it has a very quick burning sensation. Oh. And then um, I guess it has an arousal portion to it. Mm -hmm. But that's the real Spanish fly. It's called the blister bug. For those of you who want to get some, go to (laughs) nickandroy.com. What are yours today? (laughs) And bug us. (laughs) <laughs> Today on the show, it seemed like there was a theme. We talked about sports, we talked about games, and we talked about sex. And pig's tails. And pig's tails. <laughs> it's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this 
is TUI News. An intoxicated passenger who was barred from boarding an airplane at Orlando's International Airport in Florida, where else? Mm-hmm. She rode away from the gate on a motorized suitcase as a police officer on a bicycle followed behind her. She had a motorized suitcase. Yeah. And, and wheels and a motor. And right, right. And she was riding it because she was not allowed on the plane because she was intoxicated. <laughs> so the Orlando police officer said, quote, we're going to have a bike pursuing a suitcase in a minute. It's okay. So maybe he called for backup. I don't know. Ooh. So he was. They have them segues, too. Chelsea Austin, 32, was later accused of battering the officer and causing more than $1,000 in damage to her patrol car. The court. So she gets. She gets off the motorized luggage. <laughs> Eventually, because they had to chase her around the airport. It was like a, a not a high-speed chase, but a low-speed chase. Oh, my God. It's Keystone Cops. If Go ahead. She can, if she's convicted, <laughs> she faces up to five years in prison for each offense. Could you imagine he gets close to her and they're going down the, the, the corridors of the airport, smashing into each other like a like an action film? <laughs> an explosion. Oh, 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 never! <laughs> She's riding a Samsonite. Of course. She... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Austin, who was, who is, of course, has entered a plea of not guilty, was traveling oh, from Orlando to New York when a Southwest Airlines gate attendant refused to let her board the plane because she I would. To I be would a... like to have been there to hear her. Well, you know what? As a matter of fact, we do have some audio. So this is the uh, the chase between the cop <laughs> and her on the motorized. Only, the... only here on totally useless information. In Florida, here's the audio. I don't want no beef. I'm just trying to go home and enjoy myself. I'm trying to go home. See that? But I've been here for hours. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, bad weather. Gotta do something, right? I don't know what we're going to blame it on, but... Oh, watch out. Yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's their policy. You just can't be that intoxicated when you fly on a plane, okay? I'm not that intoxicated. She's not that intoxicated. Intoxicated. <laughs> That's always a good one. Yeah, yeah, you're drunk. I'm not that intoxicated. No, she's not that intoxicated. No. <laughs> so... Oh, no. So, eventually... Mamon, which is the guy, the cop's name, and Mamon. 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 Mamon in Italian is like an idiot. Eventually, yeah. caught, he, he eventually caught up with Alston at the airport's people mover tram and ordered her to leave the secured area. Wait a minute. So he got on the, the rotating floor, which is what they call the people mover, right. to catch up to her because she was on the motorized yep. luggage. So he was probably screaming from the flat escalator <laughs> screaming i'm catching up to you don't worry i'm gonna get you she was like i'm intoxicated it took two <laughs> she's intoxicated uh it took two officers to put her in handcuffs oh my god and then she started hitting him and then oh she no. started spitting him uh, spitting at him and she said i only this got sp- violent she goes i only spit once while sitting in the back oh. of the patrol car she ripped apart the police vehicle's fabric headliner and she, well, she pooed in the seat, causing no. a, causing an estimated twelve hundred dollars in damages. Maybe she thought she was in the outhouse game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Austin was later released from the Orange County Jail on a thirteen thousand five hundred dollar bond, according to. Wait Rachel. a minute. See, I just want the rest of the United States to understand. You can do these things in Florida, and we do do them a lot. That's right. But you pay a big price. 
Yeah. In California or in New York, you can basically kill a person and there's no bail. No. <laughs> it's just you get out for free, you know. But here in Florida, you poo in the back of a police car, yeah. you're going to get a $13,000 cleaning bill. Yeah. <laughs> talking about his doing his duty. Uh, that's all yeah. the time that we have for this week's episode of Total Uses Information with Nick and Roy. Thank you very much for joining us. And once again, a reminder, a couple of reminders. If you're a business owner and you'd like Roy and I to record some useless information for your on-hold uh, phone system, send us an email at nickandroy.com and click on Contact Us. We'd love to uh, work with you on that. And also, if you're a business that has a unique name, send us an email, nickandroy.com. Contact yeah. us. We'd love to put your name on the show. Yeah, and hop on your luggage and ride over to uh, Nick and Roy. That's right. Uh, Are you intoxicated? I'm not that intoxicated. She's not that intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Let's get her on the show. Well, she's out on bail, so maybe she would. Welcome to this information, piggy tail. Yeah. I'm Nick. <laughs> And I'm Roy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm not that intoxicated. <laughs> totally useless information with Nick and Roy is a production of nickandroy.com. Visit nickandroy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.